0: This is Confessions of a Former Mean Girl with Serena Myers. I'm a master transformation mentor and shadow guide, and I work with heart-centered, high-achieving women who are on the journey to becoming the truest version of themselves, which is only possible by first accepting all that they are. This podcast explores the lessons I've learned from my bad decisions, so you can feel better about yours. It's normal to be a messy human, so let's talk about it. Hello, hello. Welcome to season two of the show. New show, new name, new mission, but I'm so glad you're here. So let's explore this. Now, today we're going to be talking about what it means to be a mean girl, which is kind of the theme of this whole new direction of the show. But I wanted to tell you why we made this pivot in the first place. Now, when this show was called The Light Walker's Path, we were doing a lot of talk about spirituality, about what it means to truly live a spiritual life. And with that, we had kind of like the shadow side of light work and all of those kinds of things. But you know what? Frankly, there are a lot of podcasts that are having conversations about intuition and spirituality that are doing a great job. And I didn't feel like that was necessarily the contribution that I wanted to make to the conversation. For me, when I was talking about our intuition and our spirituality, what I was talking about are the aspects of ourselves that often we have to keep hidden from other people. However, If I look at the bigger picture of my work as a coach, it's so much more than your intuition. It's your gender identity. It is your sexuality. It is your politics and your belief systems. There are so many things that we have been conditioned to burying and hiding and only revealing to a few select people that we feel safe with. And Those are the conversations that I want to be having. Those are the people that I know that I can help the most because I would say I live a fairly fully expressed life. So, how did I get here? Because I didn't have this modeled to me when I was a kid. I didn't have examples of strong women who were having these conversations, who were setting healthy boundaries, who were really owning their voice, their power, and reclaiming every aspect of them. And to be honest, this has been a long journey. I've spent the last almost 15 years now of diving deep into all these unexplored aspects of myself. And a lot of those aspects were hidden from me because of shame, frankly. And one of my biggest teachers right now, I haven't worked with her personally, but I have consumed basically every bit of content she puts out there is Brene Brown. And I am so grateful for her work and how she has helped me to understand my relationship with shame. And in doing this, I've been able to go back into the uh, let's say like less than flattering parts of my life and have deep compassion for the person that I was in those places and the person that I sometimes had to be to survive so that I could recognize all the things that contributed to making those bad choices, to behaving in ways that were not in alignment with my highest self, and to love her, to own her. I grew up Around a lot of crime and violence and addiction. And when I started to have some upward mobility, when I went to a high school that was different than the ones of the kids that I grew up with, I had this opportunity for a fresh start. And I have to tell you, I was so terrified that someone was going to find out where I came from, of who I truly was. And this is not even imposter syndrome, it is like the fear of being found out. And if you're someone who came from nothing and created something for themselves, you probably know this story really intimately because it's not just me who was in that place. I found it again when I entered into corporate. I had bad credit. I couldn't like book business trips for myself. I couldn't check into hotels on my own. All these different ways that were somehow tied to my origin story. And under that, this belief that I don't fit in, that I'm not enough. That I'm not good, that I'm not accepted, and that if anyone knew the truth about me, I would be cast out. And this is shame. This is shame in the driver's seat. These sort of belief systems, and then paired with these societal constructs about what it means to be a woman, about how we're pitted against each other, all of these things contributed to me being a bit of an asshole from time to time. And when we can do this work, Of reclaiming ourselves, when we can look at these less than ideal moments in our lives and say, you know what, I'm going to choose to love myself anyway. That is where true, total self reclamation, taking back your power, and total self acceptance can come. That is self love. This idea is only possible when we're able to look at the hard stuff. And most of us would rather do anything but. So for me, It meant taking responsibility for having been a mean girl. And that's why I want to talk about this today. Now, when I announced the name of this podcast, one of my best friends from high school messaged me. She said, But you weren't really a mean girl. And was I Regina George? Absolutely not. I didn't have her status, her clout, her clothes, whatever. But the way that I was mean is the way that many women are mean. And oftentimes these are even nice girls who have this kind of shadow side to them. I have been a gossip. I have been a mistress. I worked as a phone sex operator to put myself through college, which meant having intimate conversations with many other women's men. I, even as innocently, this sounds so stupid to admit, but even as innocently in elementary school, there was a girl that I didn't especially like, but whose mom used to always send her to school with extra chips and extra cookies. And I would be her friend specifically to share her snacks, not because we had any common interests, not because I actually liked her, but because she had snacks that I didn't have. And then when you start to look at how we are conditioned as women, where we are taught that mean girls are a thing, and that, you know, I used to hold on to the story that all women are bitches. I held on to that probably till I was 30. Where we are forced to see each other as competition, where we look at a couple where it looks like there is an aesthetic mismatch. And we start to create stories about them, about what one of them is seeing in the other. You know, she is with him because of the money. She got that job because she slept her way to the top. All of these things, these, not even microaggressions, they're just straight up aggressions of this internalized misogyny that we have been holding onto because the patriarchy has conditioned us to believe that other women are the enemy. As I was turning 30, And I had been involved with another woman's man. One of my girlfriends said, you know what? And she didn't say this with any kind of judgment, which I really appreciated. But she said, you know what? There's going to come a time where you're not going to be okay with this. Because there's going to come a time, and I think it's going to happen soon, where you're going to realize that all women are your sisters. And at the time, I thought she was absolutely bananas. And then as I moved into my 30s, and I started to really recognize the relationships that I was having with other women. And how they were the ride or dies, not the guys who I thought were like the ones who'd always be there. Most often, those men actually had agendas that had been unspoken. Those were the men who treated our relationship transactionally. But women didn't do that. Real true women, especially the ones who have done the work on themselves, they were the kind supports. They were the ones who could show me compassion and action. They were the ones who taught me what it means to love myself. And that's really what we're talking about. When we look at mean girlness as some kind of a syndrome that especially young women have, but some of us carry it longer into our lives, it is this projection of everything that we have been told is to be perfect and the standard that we need to hold ourselves to and the self-loathing that we create because of that. And we project it onto other women and we create stories about them and beliefs about them, none of which is founded. On anything resembling truth. But when we do this work of reclamation, when we do this work of going into those parts of our lives and saying, like, yeah, that was kind of shitty. I could have definitely done better. And then we choose to love ourselves anyway. Shame is no longer in the driver's seat. And then when we look back at those moments, we can recognize them as not being our ideal self, but it doesn't hold that emotional charge that it did when shame was the one holding on to the story. Body image was a huge one for me. I remember (laughs) this moment where I saw a woman, I was probably 15 or 16 at the time, and I saw a woman who was smaller than I am now. And I said to my girlfriend at the time, if I ever look like that, kill me. Because I had so bought into the story that the only thing that I really had of value was my body. And that I could recognize this fear in this other woman who had, you know, the audacity to just exist in a larger body, God forbid. I had all of my fears, like right in front of my face of someone who was living comfortable in her skin. And how dare she when I couldn't be comfortable in mine, in my tiny little jeans. And it was through this process of having to almost disidentify with my body so that I could get do the work of knowing who I truly was, where I ended up, you know, becoming the thing that I feared most as an overweight woman, and yet finding deeper love, finding deeper respect for myself, finding more confidence and more clarity. I am so much more now than I was then, and not just because I'm older and wiser, but because I exist beyond my body and I recognize my value is so much more than the vessel that carries my soul. Doing this work means getting comfortable with yourself in new ways. It means you are not looking for outside validation, where you would just have such certainty in who you are that no one can tell you otherwise. It is the work of healing the part of ourself that is looking for reasons to take ourselves down. And where we use other women, usually through the power of comparison, we use other women to do this to ourselves. And then we make it like something wrong with them when we've done this. This healing is possible. I know it. I'm living it. I'm breathing it every day. I would tell you that it is simple, but it is not always easy. It is sometimes a bit lonely because you are having to curate your life so that you are taking in the right kinds of information so that you're surrounded by people who get it and who are doing the work on themselves so that you are finding your cheerleaders and also the people who are going to call you out on your bullshit. And sometimes those aren't the friends and family that you have right now. What I'm asking for you to take this journey with me is to have this commitment to yourself, to the truest version of who you are, and be willing to dismantle everything that is familiar, everything that you may know to be true, even if it's not actually true, but there is a part of you that believes it because you've been conditioned to believe it, that you're willing to challenge all of those stories, and that you're willing to create a reality that is different from the one you live now and is the truest representation of the life you came here to have. So that's what we're going to do with the show, you guys. Okay, so that is the direction that we're headed. And to get you started, if you're catching this episode on its launch day, August 7th, that means you're listening on my birthday. And hello, thanks for celebrating with me. And I'm currently running a birthday sale. The details are going to be in the show notes. There's 42% off because I've turned 42 today. 42% 42% off of everything in my online shop. And in particular, especially if you're on this path of reclamation, I would really love to point you in the direction of my signature program, Ignite the Lit Up You. This is all about doing the work of getting to the truest version of yourself. You can get it for 42% off when, hey, why not? And it's something that we get to do multiple times a year because you get to participate every time I run it live. But there's other programs in there too. So check out the birthday sale if you're catching this on the day that this drops. And if not, let's see you in the program anyway. That's it for this episode. Thanks for spending this time with me. Make sure to stay in touch between episodes by following me on Instagram. I'm at Serena Myers. If this episode inspired you or you want to support the show, please give it a share to your favorite peeps and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. I'll see you next time.